0: I know that we don't know each other that well. We know each other pretty well. I don't know if we know each other that well. I fucking love Halloween. I know you do. And my collection of Halloween music is... I'm not trying to brag at all. But like... Like a lot of people like, Oh, Thriller! Oh, Ghostbusters! Fuck completely off. Alright, both those songs should be thrown in the ocean. (laughs) There's so much good spooky music out there. Like this a band called tear gas and plate glass and a song called behold a sea of ills so vast that's halloween man Sean, I'm really trying to check myself before I wreck myself (laughs) today. My name is Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. It is episode 278 of The Brian Oak Show. Sean, because I I refuse to go down and swirl the drain and, and go down the rabbit hole, I would like to ask you how last Friday was when you went to see Ryan Adams live.
1: It was an absolutely fantastic concert, uh, almost three hours long. I wow. brought my I brought my daughter because really? yeah, because some of the first songs not she... not your daughter, but I mean three hours long that's a long show. It man. was a really long show, especially because wow. it was just uh, an acoustic guitar, a piano, and Ryan Adams. So, really? Yeah, and he was really uh, conversational with the crowd, unlike his earlier drunken days where he would storm off and you know or sometimes
0: jump off the stage boot first into someone's face and yeah. they called him Brian Adams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's weird what sobriety does to
1: a person. It is. Like so he just seemed really um I don't know friendly and it was he was very funny at times which was good but it was cool just to be there with my daughter. I know how much you love your daughter Abby who's celebrating a birthday today. I know it's unbelievable. Happy birthday, kiddo. Yeah. how
0: is she 24 years old that can't be right that
1: in fact you know i've probably done the math wrong i'm gonna have to go back and check the stats that's that's crazy well happy birthday abby but really cool to you know you and i both have taken our daughters to many many shows and just the two of us and it's just such an incredible father daughter thing to be able to do and we just we went out to dinner first we met up with some friends and then we saw the show. We had great seats. It was just it was just a really, really nice uh, father. Yeah. That's so great. And,
0: and so, I mean, my other question, too, is because I'm not trying to, like, dance around it. Let's say Ryan Adams has found himself in a relatively problematic situation over the last few years. Yeah. But he seems to be on the far side of it, seems to be putting the work in, seems to be doing the right
1: thing, and an enjoyable show. Yeah. And I, I called his agent, uh, Howard, well, it's his PR guy, Howard Bragman. I uh, also talked to Richard Jones, his actual agent. Um, went back and forth with them and I just said because we've talked about potentially interviewing him it's not set up yet um, but we're talking about doing a zoom with Ryan Adams and I just said you know before I even buy a ticket because I hadn't bought a ticket yet I'm like before I even buy a ticket I need to know that this guy's doing the work and he's really trying to change his life and the answer and the response was he absolutely is this is his priority it really took for him to bottom out and they meant like they didn't say suicidal, but bottom out, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was that low to be able to say, wow, I got to make some real changes in my life. And he did. And he's making amends. Of, you know, uh, in July, he only make, made a few of the amends. He had a bunch to make. Yeah. And he's kind of making his way through it and trying to change his life for the better. So well,
0: you and I both believe in yeah. the notion of redemption, right? Like, yes. I mean, like there are people and I might be one of them who are pieces of shit And you will bottom out and you will have a terrible time in your life. And you might even actually be for a while, even though it's not part of your nature, a bad person. And once you realize that, once you face it, as long as you're doing the work to get back into polite humankind, then I believe, I mean, prison, you know, uh, uh, recovery, whatever the case may be, as long as you're putting in the work. And he also creates beautiful artwork. Oh, my God, I forgot to ask. He didn't do Let It Ride, did he? Yes, he did fuck
1: i love that song. it's
0: my single favorite ryan adams song
1: yeah it's way up there for me you know the whiskey town uh song jacksonville skyline's probably my favorite overall because of the lyrics the lyrics are just the the line i was born in abundance of inherited sadness yeah that's kind of deep Kind of a little little heavy. (laughs) Also,
0: as an Irishman, very relatable. While we thank our sponsors, may I have the clicky? Because I would like to change this. I would like to hear Let It Ride by Ryan Adams. As, I mean, again, the song I was going to play was very Halloween-y and very spooky, yeah. but fuck that. I feel like hearing a real song. So while we're doing that, um, let's remember that we are recording this particular episode of the podcast. By the way, we've got a great guest on the way, Charlie Pine. But while we're recording this, let's remember we are in the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Now, to the vast majority of people, that may mean Nothing. But to those of you who have lost your license due to a DUI, DWI, whatever you want to call it, those of you who are like, oh, my God, everything's fucked forever. It's never going to work out okay. It can work out better than you otherwise think it might.
1: It sure can. Uh, Go to SmartStartMN.com slash The Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. I can say how cool this was. I actually uh, was able to get some tickets for Ed Cohen and his friend Peter, who I called John. No less than three times.
0: <laughs> so that was great. I love great. those nights. You're like, oh, no, I got this. Well, you know what's really this.
1: cool is uh, Ryan Adams' agent set us up with third row center tickets for our client. Wow. So that was kind of nice. Uh,
0: well, I mean, it's, you know, you wash my hands, I wash your head back.
1: I, I think it's I don't feet how... and then it's something with toenails. Oh, but uh, I, uh, that seems like a Jesus thing. I don't know It probably is. is but, okay. you know, they're
0: what? I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, I love it when you're doing smart start. And, uh, sorry, I'm busy, man. I'm <laughs> know, trying to I know, things. I know. Smartstartmn.com slash Brian Oaks show. Learn more about the ignition interlock system. Also, thanks to our friends at Moxie, uh, Joe and his entire team. What do they do? It's pretty simple. They pride themselves on deep, ongoing, professional relationships with their clients, often intergenerational. They will continue to work with your kids and your kids' kids, but basically... Even if you don't consider yourself wealthy, you have resources, you have assets, you have money, and you need to manage those appropriately so that you're end, your end days, you're not like in a shawl sitting in a ca- small cold room thinking like, maybe I'll go out and sell pencils today. You don't have to get rich, but you need to manage the the, the things that you have now in order to ride them out to talking about bleak, but to the end of the road, I mean, that's the goal, right? Like you don't want to die hungry. You, you want to live as long as you can, but you need to take care of what you have now. And that's where Moxie comes
1: in. Well, yeah. And I, you know, may not, for me, in my case, it's not even a lot about me because I don't care as much about, I don't need to live in some fancy place when I'm older. I'm cool with an apartment someday down the road. Do I need to worry about you? Very, very simple. But no, what I mean is that I'd like to be able to give my kids something. Yeah. And that's the other thought is like, I really want to be in a good position. So when I pass away, my wife passes away, that our kids don't have to struggle like we did. Right. And so get a hold of Joe Burgess and his team, MoxieWealthManagement.com.
0: Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investments advisory services offered through security and financial Uh, member uh, FINRA SIPC Northstar resource group is independently owned and operated Moxie is affiliate affiliated with Northstar resource group and is independently owned and operated, etc., etc. You can find any other information you need mm-hmm. online. Let's go ahead and hear a song, um, and then we're going to come back and talk to our guest, Charlie Pine, who has been around a long time. I'm not trying to age him. I'm not trying to make him sound old, <laughs> but he's been doing music and the scene for a long time and has a brand-new project out that we're going to hear about and we're going to listen to and find out more about. But first, um, I did have to switch this around because – you know, Ryan Adams, I don't love everything he's ever done. No, I don't either. But then every once in a while, I'll listen to a record, I'm like, fucker, that guy's fucking He can write. This is my, by far, my favorite song by Ryan Adams. So thank you for letting me do a, you know, an Take audible. Take away all right this here.
1: darkness. Oh. That line
0: in this song. I was, I'm never ready to go. Yeah. This is Let It Ride, Ryan Adams on the Brian Oak Show. Sister Q guy who hit rock bottom mm-hmm. singing about rock bottom yep. and he came back and he fucking killed it and you're telling me he played that song live last friday night he did son of a
1: bitch he played so many good songs you the songs that me. i wanted I tickets i know god i hate and myself and you would have had third row tickets uh as well that's cool no everything's cool everything's coming
0: together <laughs> nothing to worry about late october the brian oak show episode 278 that's sean bernard i'm brian oak and today we welcome charlie pine charlie how are you
2: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Excellent, good to have you in here. Now, Charlie, before we—I don't like to ever assume that anybody's a household name. Not Brian Oak, not Sean Bernardo. Well, Clearly, Sean is one. Come on. <laughs> Where's Charlie Pine? Pine uh, Charlie Pine from? Where'd you grow up?
2: I grew up in Rochester.
0: All right, and how was life in Rochester when you were young?
2: Uh, life in Rochester was actually—it uh, was a very nice childhood.
0: Were you big into karate or boomerang or what was your thing when you were a kid?
2: <laughs> Music. Okay. Music was my I'm game. talking about
0: 4-year-olds, right? Like olds Oh, before oh, before you became like the hipster teen, at some point you were into something, flying kites, maybe Jarts, who knows. I mean, what were you into as a kid? What was your first favorite thing that you remember?
2: Oh, probably Cowboys and Cowboys and Indians.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, very yeah. good. And like so were you cool playing either side or did you only did you have one that really mattered to you? I could
2: go both ways.
0: Yeah. That's what I've heard about Charlie Pine. So you grew up in (laughs) Rochester, you're playing Cowboys and Indians, but at some point music does become a factor in your life and you become a musician. Do you have, I mean, like, obviously these things always are relatively gradual, right? And they grow and they change and they evolve. But do you have like sort of a gotcha moment or a wah moment where you're like, no, music's my fucking shit. Like, do you have one of those? Or do you just slowly creep on?
2: Oh my God! Your moment was definitely um, February 9th, nineteen sixty four. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh. That's
0: that's very specific.
2: No, it was. I'm ready. Go it, ahead. It was. It was Beatles Sullivan. Oh, there we go.
0: There we go. All right.
2: And so, it actually happens to be the day after my birthday.
0: Well, happy so it's,
2: it's a it's I always remember that day.
0: Happy pre-birthday, I guess. Yeah. Late, very extremely belated birthday. Had you fallen in love with music before that? Like, did you have anybody in your family who played music? Did your parents have a good record collection? Anything like that?
2: My parents were. My parents' record collection was classical and musical theater.
0: Right on. Again, I'm not right. mad at musical theater. Okay, right. I sang was- oh, this past weekend, I went up to a cabin for one overnight. And it was so gorgeous on Sunday morning that I sang the entire opening theme <laughs> to Oklahoma to the empty lake because nobody was up there. and I'm like, good, no one cares. Here we go. No, Cam- oh.
2: Camelot was in heavy rotation when I was about seven years old.
0: So, you know, I was once in Camelot. And I'm so glad you brought that up because we're going to make the rest of the show about my time. And I was not <laughs> only playing Merlin. I played Merlin in Camelot, but he, he's he gone after the first scene. So I also played Sir Sagramore, And if you want to, you know. Dig deep on Camelot, you let me know. So at some point, though... (laughs) And it was
2: the Robert Goulet version. It wasn't the Richard Harris version.
0: Robert (laughs)
3: Goulet.
0: So at some point, though, you become music guy. You become the guy who's like, you know, I love music, but I'm going to make music.
2: When does that happen? How does that Uh, work? I was about 12 years old.
0: Yeah, and what happened? Did you find a xylophone? Did you pick up a guitar? What did you do?
2: there There were tons of neighborhood bands in... In in Rochester when yeah? I was a kid, they were they were just they were just thick.
0: What were and what, I, what were so if they were thick, what were some of the worst names of those bands? Like they must have had some awful names.
2: You know, frankly, like, I don't remember a lot of bad wild names, but,
0: wild stallions that kind of stuff. You no, know, nothing that dumb. Nothing. All right, so
2: okay. So my, you're my first my first band was called the Barons. The what? The Barons.
0: The Barons. The Barons. Like B A R O N S. Yes, just simply yeah. the Barons.
2: Yeah. But then it evolved into, well, you might, I thought this was actually a pretty cool name, but um, it that band evolved into a group called Fiddleball Bill and his Valley Acorns. I'm
1: going to be There's honest. There's a lot of banjo in that? I'm going to be honest. And there was
2: no rock, and there was no bluegrass.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be honest, the Barons? Better name. Better <laughs> name, Charlie. And it's not personal, man. And I do not mean to take a crap on your childhood. But
2: will you sit? Bitter ball who? Fiddle ball Bill and his Dew Valley acorns.
0: It's yeah. a lot to put on a t-shirt. That's I was going to say like I mean like that'll barely fit on a CD cover. All right, so you start playing music. Are you and what are you playing when you play music? how do you start? How do you get in? I was a I
2: was a keyboard player.
0: Keyboard player the whole time.
2: Frustrated guitar player, but I never really picked up a guitar.
0: Well, I mean, we all play to our strengths, right? Like there are things I would like to be able to do for a living that I am not able to do. And so I ended up just jabbering on incessantly, just Sean. Just talking at. Just everybody. never shutting up. <laughs> But also, actually, seriously, though. So you decide, you find that you're good at keyboards. This is going to be your jam. Rough estimate, over the course of your both youth and uh, adulthood and going through the many things you've done, up to it, including Electric Beauty, which we'll talk about coming up, how many bands, like separate entities, do you think you've been in?
2: Never counted. A lot.
0: I mean, so roughly. Eight, 25?
2: Oh, more, probably, probably 25. And I, so a lot of them were very short-lived.
0: Well, and that's the bit. Like, So the reason I like to ask people about band names is because some of those young, when you're so enthusiastic, you're like, this is going to be fucking killer. We're going to make legendary stuff. And people pick some of the shittiest names ever, unlike Metal Ball Bill, or what was the name of that band?
2: <laughs> Fiddle Ball Bill. Fiddle Ball <laughs> Bill.
0: And the what? The Valley Acorns. Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> Sean, we're going to edit that part out.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can't I help totally, it. I'm sorry.
0: totally agree. <laughs> so you've done it for all... I mean, like, so when do you move from Rochester to the Twin Cities?
2: Uh, When I left uh, to come out to college.
0: Okay. Yeah. So give and us a year. Give us a... Like, vaguely. What's year? Not trying to 19, date anybody. Okay.
2: 1973. Okay. All right. Perfect.
0: Cool. So you make your way up here. Now, you're here, and now, so that for me is a very, very interesting time because everything was changing, not in Minnesota alone. In fact, here probably less than most places, but everything was changing. So you go to college, and we're moving from the halcyon days of free love and hippiedom into sort of the dark late summer of that era, but then everything else is changing. Prog rock is happening. Punk rock is really starting to foment. I mean, that must have been a powerful motivator, Yeah.
2: There was no free love in Rochester in the early seventies. Well, and I, again, I, 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 I'm not
0: sure it ever actually existed. But you know what it's I'm like talking a flat about. tax down the, there. The sunshine. <laughs> ah, that
1: was I'm sorry. a good one. I'm sorry. That, no,
0: that was a good one. I mean, like you know, like so we're we're leaving the era of sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. And by the early seventies, I mean like the Stones have gotten dirty and dark and skanky and drug ad, uh, drug addicted and. I'm not saying they dragged the rest of music with them because it's kind of my favorite era of the Stones, but things change in the early 70s. They change a lot in the mid-70s and late-70s, but the early 70s are a weird time, man,
2: yeah? Well, Ziggy hit in 72. I mean, exactly. that was a, that was a really, really huge record for There'd me. There'd been nothing like that. That was a like really that. huge record for me. That,
0: I mean, again, we can all argue, we can all debate. In my humble opinion, I was not there for it, but that's the beginning of punk rock, at least American punk rock, right? I mean, like, and it, it, maybe it wasn't even technically punk rock, but but there had never been anyone like him before, They didn't give a fuck about anything, and they did whatever the hell they wanted, and they had that Detroit stink on them, and it was fucking fantastic. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah? All right, so it starts to change for you, but you're going to college. When do you start, like, you're like, I'm going to be in a band. Let's do a band. Let's have a band.
2: Actually, when I was in college, I really didn't play much music. Except, really? yeah, I I I spent a, a lot, lot of, of time
0: philosophy, a lot of art studies.
2: Oh yeah, a lot of that. A lot yeah. of a lot of Zen Buddhism. You seem the type. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Russian history.
0: <laughs> but anyway, so you don't do a lot of music during college. When do you? I did start a lot of pra- I did
2: a lot of practicing. I played a yeah. lot of pi- I played a lot of piano, but I um but I did not play in I didn't really play in bands. Did you? So I mean, like when I was in college,
0: you know, obviously as a keyboard fan do you still
2: there wasn't that much of a college music scene at that
0: time Uh, no i understand i mean these are early days right and it hasn't really broken open like that but you as a person do you play for fun still or every time you sit down in front of a piano or a keyboard is it work like do you ever just sit down and be like drinking my coffee i don't give a fuck (laughs) do you ever do you play for fun anymore
2: oh yeah not as much as i probably would like to because i haven't been playing i haven't been playing playing that much the last couple of years
0: okay well that's obviously but, changed and you're a liar because you have a brand new record of, <laughs> okay so um and i call you a liar in all in all the nicest possible way magnanimicity you know. magnanimousness like, I, don't, I don't i'm not really good at words right now i'm going to be honest um you have a project called electric beauty would you say this is your 13th band or your 45th
2: band it's somewhere in between.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, before we talk about electric beauty and what's been happening with you the last few years and how this came to be, let's hear a song. I hate to talk too long without a, mu- a little bit of music. What are we going to hear? We're going to hear "Cindy's Gone Away."
2: Yeah, we'll hear "Cindy's Gone Away." This is the uh, yeah. This is the first single we're pulling from the record.
0: Tell me something about the song. Oh, was okay. I mean, I don't need you to break it down to its absolute skeleton, but give me something, bro.
2: All right, this is a song, this is a song, this is probably one of the, there's seven songs of mine on this record.
0: Right. Of and you all, have collaborators, you have people you work other, with. Yeah, there's other yeah, yeah.
2: people. I mean, there's, there's three other, there's two other people. There's Jim Tallisrud on drums, and who did the engineering, and there's Wayne Hasty who did all the bass playing and all the guitar parts on this record. Uh, but this song was something that a lot of my songs can sometimes, you know, take a little bit of time. This one was just, just sort of dropped into my lap and just working in behind a piano one afternoon, messing around with the court, chord changes, mm-hmm. which is sort of how things happen with me. I'm not, I don't have like reams of notebooks with lyrics li- written down and I start, you know, going, Oh, I've got, I've got these words. I've got to find something to go with them. So
1: you're with, inspired by riffs and flow. Yeah,
2: Or, you know, sitting down and listening to music and listening to a record and going, oh, I think I need to rip that off and come up with my own song.
0: Well, there's that. And (laughs) I think I think no matter what someone does for a living, every once in a while, we all get handed a gift by the universe where something just is easy and it's simple and it makes sense. Can't be mad about that.
4: Cindy's gonna take a chance. Said she's gonna.
0: From the brand new, full-length, self-titled Electric Beauty. Well, it's Electric Beauty with a song called Cindy's Gone Away. And that song fell into your lap. I mean, like, but are there some times where you will Frankenstein a song, like literally dig up the bones from the ground and spend months trying to make it work and it just doesn't get there?
2: No. Really? <laughs> no, don't. no don't. Lucky. lucky. <laughs> I mean, so like, if
1: you believe in it, it's gonna it's gonna come together.
2: Yeah, it will usually happen. If I well, that song happened very fast. That song was written, the bulk of that song was written in about thirty minutes.
1: So what kind of music were you listening to at the time? You said oftentimes you're inspired by other musicians and other songs that you hear. What was the flavor of, of what you were listening to at the time?
2: Well, in that particular song, I didn't have, there wasn't there wasn't anything playing in the background before I sat okay. down on the piano. That it was just, just came to you. That was just something I was just messing around with some chord progressions, and the flow just started happening. And then the words just fell into place pretty quickly, the first couple verses. Then later on, it took me a little bit of time to come up with a bridge, but mm-hmm. that didn't happen. But it was, it just... But isn't that they're, great it was when like that happens? Received, it was it's like, a really
1: solid song, really well produced. Yeah. yeah,
2: it was just kind of received magic. That were, I, I wish they I wish they all were that freaking easy. I <laughs> think I think we
0: all wish every day was that easy. <laughs> yeah. Perfect parking spot. Yep found everything I needed at the store, wrote the perfect song, moved on, had an excellent podcast. Just kidding, Sean. That's never going to happen. <laughs> hmm. Speaking of, it's The Brian Oak Show, episode 278. Before we continue with Charlie Pine, I do want to talk to Sean Bernard, because Sean, in addition to being a friend and ally and confidant and a guy who writes checks every once in a while, which I got to admit, I'm kind of digging right now. I write
1: them, you cash him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 he's also a realtor for in realty the 50th in france location and i know that the market has changed the seasons are changing that doesn't mean that people aren't thinking i mean let's be honest we're almost into november and that means that march or april aren't that far away and if you're thinking about like gutting your house or it's time for a change it's time for a
1: move. Now's the time to plan, right? Yeah, right when I get back from Ireland, I'm going to somebody's house and I love 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 it when people do this when they're they're not planning on moving till next summer. Right. So we'll probably put the house on the market in the spring, but, but let's get ready. That's it. It's like, "Well, we're we're going to do some upgrades and we know we need to do some things just to kind of get it up to date. Uh will you come over uh in mid-November and take a look at the house and tell us what we need to do?" And there's nothing better than that. Compared to, I want to be on the market in two weeks. What do I do? It's like, oh my gosh, you're you've lived in ready. this house you're for <laughs> 28 years. Yet. You're not ready. Oh. Yeah, and so that's you know th- that is that time of the year. I've still got some stuff happening right now. Uh, but if you're looking at uh, you know next spring, next summer, let's meet. Let's talk about it. Give me a call six one two eight five nine two five nine nine four. I don't eat a portion of every buy and sell. To a local artist or a musician, I was able to do three last week, and um, including an artist i had never heard of called Boo Boo. Um, oh, yeah. Have you heard of Boo not, Boo? No, not Boo Boo Boo. Just uh, Boo Boo? I think it's just Boo Boo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't yeah. heard of Boo Boo. Boo a queer artist, so that's... Okay. Yeah, but... Um, super excited about. Uh, Whoa! Did you just probably to paint me as a straight square? Is that what you? Well, just did? I didn't paint it. I think you probably illustrated <laughs> it, I and then right I just in colored in where the numbers I'm sorry, were. <laughs> Fine. What were you saying? Yeah, just uh, give me a call six one two eight five nine two five nine four. And what
0: if that jackhole out there who's like shit? I got to move in two weeks, and then call you. Is that still okay? I
1: totally love that too. Although I'll be in Ireland for about a week. So excited for you, Ben. Man, I can't wait. I just, I feel like at home there, not as much in Dublin, but when we get out to the small villages, yeah. I just go right into the mode of my three times great grandparents and how wonderful things must have been going before they took their 13 children and got on a boat Oof. for a very long time to come Oof. to America.
0: That sounds like a lot, but again, yes. I also have many Irish ancestors, yes. including a 13 child family. My Ooh. grandmother Denise was well, one of 13, Ooh. but um, we'll talk more about this trip, but. Even if you only go to Dublin and you only see the touristy shit, when you're driving from the airport mm-hmm. to Dublin and you see all the lone, the low stone walls, yes. the sheep next to them, you're like, it's a fucking postcard. It this is. can't
1: be real. So, and the people are so
0: kind there. One of the most beautiful places on planet Earth. Charlie Pine, we are talking to you right now, so you come out of rochester you're like i'm done with you guys brush them off your shoulder you move out into the real world you come up here and you start making music and now you're doing electric beauty this is a new project right this is the first release from electric beauty yes okay what i mean the idea had to come from somewhere (laughs) like at what point do you be like this is what we're called here's what we're doing how do you meet these guys how does electric beauty come to be known as what it's known right now
2: well i've known i've known jim and wayne for decades okay Mm. okay Jim Talusrud. I mean, we've I've played with Jim for on and off for twenty five years now. Okay, and some Wayne and I kind of in and out a little bit, but um, Jim and I have been playing pretty steadily up until you know the until COVID hit. Since like two thousand, we had another we had another band that was not really gigging a lot called the Tuesday Welders, that also had a couple other people from the front. Front porch swinging liquor pigs. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Name ever. See, this
0: is why I always ask people about names of past bands, because don't get me wrong. Tuesday Welders is a good band name. Front porch swinging liquor pigs is among the greatest of all time. Right. (laughs) So good. And so again, it it (laughs) has no reflection on the music. Maybe the music's terrible. It's not though. I've seen them live before, (laughs) but there are certain names. As a lifelong music fan. You know, vinylophile, whatever you want to call it. Every once in a while, you pick something up, you're like, I don't even give a shit if this is any good. That's fucking brilliant. So, anyway, you were saying. So,
2: uh, you've been playing this...
0: together for a long time, but at what point do you sit down and be like, this is an actual new project? We're calling it Electric Beauty, or does it happen more organically than that?
2: It evolved. The, 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 uh, the Tuesday Welders, which had been together for about 15, 16, 18 years, something like that. Sure. And it was mainly, it wasn't a group that gigged out. We never really recorded. It was like we tried to, and everything sort of blew up on the launching pad. Yeah. Um, and it was primarily cover things. And I was just getting tired of doing other people's songs. <laughs> yeah. and, I well, wanted, and, I, and I wanted to like I wanted to start, I wanted to really write.
0: There, I mean, there are a tremendous number of really incredible songs out there, and I'm sure they're fun to play, but if you're a creative, yeah, I mean, why not add to the pool, right?
2: Yeah, I was just ready. I was just sort of, I was ready to spread my wings and start writing my own stuff, and Jim was game for it, and we, have, we knew Wayne from years ago, who is an incredibly talented writer and guitar player, and we've known each, we've had, sort of have this hive mind relationship, you know, where we get together, and since we have these shared experiences that have been, you know, growing out of knowing each other for like forty years or something, we can almost finish each other's sentences. That'll
0: happen. So yeah. trust in a band. Sometimes is just that's so not. Key. A,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes that's not a good thing because you don't want to hear what the other person's going to finish. That <laughs> yeah, but
0: also, yeah. like, I mean, so doing what I've done for a living for so long there is this sort of unspoken thing that you have to develop a nonverbal form of communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I even do it to a small oh, yeah. degree right here. Yeah. You have to be able to read the room. You have to be able to read the person sitting across from you. And sometimes, you know, let's say you're playing, you nod your head, means it's your fucking solo, all right? So sit down, bitch, because here I come. <laughs> or, or, I mean, again, and that's an extreme example, but you know what I mean? Like, the you develop a a shorthand among one another that you can't really reproduce. The only way to earn that is with time.
2: Yeah. Well, this, I mean, it It sort of started life as a writing and a recording workshop. And we, people would just bring things in mm-hmm. and we would just bounce stuff off each other. And things would just slowly evolve. And before we knew it, over a, about a year and a half, I guess, it started in the middle of 2017, we just stockpiled we just stockpiled a ton of songs. Some things were, you know, more refined, polished and finished than others. And we we actually at one point in time even kicked around the idea of, of making, we didn't even have a name at the time. I mean, for a couple of years, for mo- a good chunk of this, it, we could not agree on a name.
0: What were the other candidates?
2: I, I forget now. I really do. It's just, what like, a I terrible story, it. Charlie. <laughs> yeah. What a terrible <laughs> story! Because <laughs> I mean, was,
0: Electric Beauty is a fine name, <laughs> yes. but I'm dying to know what lost out. And you're like, I can't even remember. I'll bet the other guys fucking remember, don't they, Charlie? Yeah, they might. But yeah, they this, might.
2: Actually, that name almost lost out too. To what? To well, because there wasn't anything. There wasn't any other names, and I finally just said, "We, we just had, We we have to have a name." I mean, I'm just hydraulic beauty. Was that up there? I... <laughs> no, that was never in the line. <laughs> what never. about
0: hydraulic undies? <laughs> see, look at that. See, see what that happened is, right there. That Boom. is, you, you know what? Viral, baby. You have to Boom. listen to
1: hydraulic undies. You didn't Dude, have to give it a shot. You, you just get, have to. Do you guys that. want to come down to
0: the Amsterdam <laughs> this weekend and see hydraulic undies? Hell yeah! They I already have tickets.
4: Real. <laughs>
1: Speaking
0: of real, Electric Beauty has a brand new real record. It came out, what, Friday this past week? Yeah, just yeah, last Friday. It's out there, and we already heard Cindy's Gone Away. Now, this next one, which you have a few of them on the record, I believe is an instrumental, yeah?
2: Yeah, Wayne uh, Wayne, Wayne, provided and composed. There's three instrumentals on the record, Yep. two of which are Wayne's and himself, and one is a co-write between Wayne, one of Wayne and mine's. Right. And, but this one is one of Wayne Hasty's. And it's a it's a tune called "Something for No One," and uh, knowing that that you're somewhat of a a Bowie fan, somewhat, somewhat of a Bowie fan, try uh, me, uh, yeah, try me. I think you might, I I think you might find, I I think you might kind of bounce off this a little
0: bit. I'm digging. I'm ready. Let's do it. No. I'm just going to assume that Charlie Pine and the rest of his band were high as fuck when they wrote that song. I mean, seriously, that's some weirdo music right there. You know what
1: it reminded me of? If somebody traveling out in space and at the very end, they're about ready to land on Mars. Yeah, they're but they're outside of the craft at this point. Uh huh. And they run slowly, run out of oxygen and die right before they're able to touch down, or they land on the planet. And it's their childhood home. And they've
0: traveled through time back to Earth. Ooh. Shit, son! You need like better it. marketers on your team, Charlie Pine. I mean, because like all, and Sean and I are giving this shit away. It's called <laughs> it's called Electric Beauty, and people can get it now online wherever you get music online. So let me ask you this, I mean, because these songs have been percolating in your head for a long time, right? You've been, these were written between 2017 and 20, I mean, they were really written pre-pandemic before they were sort of honed into their current form, yeah?
2: Yes. Actually, we lucked out and got everything recorded the month before the pandemic hit.
0: Well done. We started this podcast about a month before the pandemic hit. Yeah, a couple months, yeah. And here we are, low, these 270 episodes later. Um, so... I guess my point is it's been in the can for a while. You've gotten used to playing it. You're you're well familiar with these songs for a good chunk of time. Are there more in the hopper? Is Electric Beauty going to continue to I know this literally just came out last Friday so I'm not trying to rush you. I just wonder from well, thank the you. from the creative <laughs> from the creative perspective though, if you've already had, you know, 5 or more years to become familiar with these songs, I'm sure they still interest you. I'm sure you're still proud of them. But I can't imagine going five years being a songwriter without thinking I should probably write a couple more songs.
2: No, yeah, there's a there's a number of things that are in the can that are, um, that were re- that were recorded. Some of these are not like completed completed songs. I mean, they're sketches, but they're the three of us doing things and working. There's, I'm guided a guided by a voices number. fan.
0: Robert Pollock does nothing but put out records of unfinished pieces. I'm a huge fan, so there's nothing wrong. You know, get get the skeleton there, get the get the the bedrock there,
2: and then see what happens. No, there was a lot. I mean, we 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 actually toyed with the idea at one point in time, but we finally just said, no, we just can't do it. We just have to put an end to this. We at one point thought, Let, let's just let's just make a double record.
0: Let's put out a triple album. Yeah. You guys know, right? I mean, yeah. you remember, yeah? Triple albums—they used to happen. Charlie, give me one moment here because I do need to thank a couple people. I got to thank the good folks at Audioquip. Audioquip, again, I'm not sure what I ever did right in my life, you know, but every once in a while, it's important to take perspective and give thanks because mm-hmm. Audioquip—they didn't have to have anything to do with no, us, and they reached but gratitude out and. For those guys all they've done is provided us with literally state of the art gorgeous audio equipment everywhere we've ever tried to do this show if you are getting back out there giving a TED talk doing a one night comedy stand on the street corner i don't know maybe you're evangelical i don't care maybe you're doing a show Rent if it. you need audio equipment <laughs> audio equip, be careful because there's more than one audio quip out there little red uh, logo with the circular a inside of it talk to our friends at audio equip because they've really they've been here for Jesus Christ, are we coming up on three years? It'll be three years,
1: November 11th. Don't
0: you say that out loud ever again. You shut your filthy mouth, Sean (laughs) Bernard. Oh, and thanks to all of our Patreon members. Thanks to everybody who's ever been part of it. We will have some sort of holiday show for you coming up shortly. Details coalescing as we speak. Uh, Sean, thanks. Good to see you, man. You bet. You too. All right. And um, we are going to wrap things up now. Again, thanks to Smart Start MN. Thanks to Moxie Financial Group. And Charlie Pine, thank you very much for coming by.
2: Brian, thanks a lot for having me on. I really appreciate it, man.
0: Glad to. And uh, so we've heard a couple songs. It's called Electric Beauty. It's self-titled. It's available everywhere that people steal music now, correct?
2: Yes, it's in uh, local record stores, also on vinyl and CD. I was
0: going to say, I work at a record store, and I saw several copies of it on the main display stand yesterday.
2: Soon to be out on, you know, the, on the Death Star Amazon. Will it be on Bandcamp? Do you have a Bandcamp site? No, we do not have a Bandcamp okay. site.
0: I just we like it when whenever we have an artist buy or creative of any any stripe
2: because I'm not pas- I'm not going to package and mail records out no I and see. that's a drag
0: yeah. but it's also nice when artists make money for the art yes. that they create yes. so uh, Charlie thank you very very much we're gonna wrap up because I Sean. You know how jealous I am. We've both been more than a couple yes. times to Ireland. Yes. You're on your way to Ireland which now I've I've planned my own little trip which actually is my single favorite spot on the planet so I don't feel like I'm left out but I know that given both of our heritage what ireland means to me i know what he means even more to you and you're going for how long are you going for a week it's,
1: it's a week so it's a short trip with a oh, couple of travel days but sounds good but man. i'm going to see live music every single day that i'm there okay can you settle down and could you take a deep breath and so what i did is i tried to do some research some homework yeah. and while i'm in cork city uh I am going to see this band that I just discovered called The Clockworks. They're take, from Galway. I'm going to take you to Cork City. <laughs> <Hey> buddy. <laughs> sorry. You watch it. Okay, sorry. Um, they're from Galway. They're from Galway. And they're but called they, what? Clockwork? They're called The Clockworks. The Clockworks. And they moved, so. they moved to uh, London. Okay. And they've really kind of hit it somewhat big. Uh, but they'll be in Cork City performing uh, a week from Sunday. And I cannot wait to see this band. I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, so... I don't know, kind of a post-punk type of feel, but their younger guys are probably in their mid-20s. Let's hit it. Uh, this song is called The Future Is Not What It Was on The Brian Oak Show.
3: time more in